0: From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. This is Ryan Trimble, joined today by the great, the always friendly, the always smiling Sean Williams. Sean, good
1: day, sir. Good day, man. I might be smiling, but you're smiling a lot bigger than I am because you had some R&R time. You got out of the state and uh, had a little vacation time.
0: Yes, always fun vacationing with the in-laws, Sean. We went to Snowbird Heaven, Tampa, Florida. My my in-laws, God love them. They've got a nice little little uh, house down in, in Temple Terrace. And so we bumped around, took the kiddo to the beach and took her to the aquarium. And we had a great time.
1: I love that part of the of the world. I spent some time as I've talked to you when I was working with the Pointer Institute and got a chance to go down to St. Petersburg quite a bit but did not know just how beautiful once you get out to Clearwater and those spots is how nice it is.
0: Yeah, the Gulf Coast is really interesting. I'm kind of a California beaches guy. I never really spent much time in Florida growing up, but since then and uh, since Mrs. Trimble has come along, I've spent more time in Florida and her her folks like Florida. So I've been down there several times. It's It's great, but I will tell you this. They are in the middle of primary campaign season. Ours is in March. Theirs is in August. Did you, they, did you turn the TV on? <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you what. Their political commercials are just as full throttle as ours, Sean. I mean,
1: they're, should, in the th- they're in the middle of it. Though.
0: They are in the middle of it. Early voting was, uh, was going on and their election, I believe, is August 28th. So, man, get your, get your Rick Scott yard signs here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a scene down there. But, yeah. Just just interesting, but good to know
1: that they are keeping it real in the political scene in the sunshine state. Well, probably right about the time you were getting back, I was this weekend just totally engrossed in Twitterverse and a very interesting phenomenon that went on there. Tevin Campbell... Which is a singer who had some really, really good jams back in the 90s that were on the, slow, the R&B slow jam tape that I used to make back in the day. Yes, The uh, Quiet Storm. The Quiet Storm <laughs> I had. Um, you know, this was in Dunn Hall back at a and I remember very vividly wow. some of the Tevin Campbell music. And he had... Appeared in my Twitter feed the week before because people were saying, Man, Waxahachie needs to acknowledge, you know, the fact that Tevin Campbell was born there and he collaborated with Prince and Quincy Jones. And so once Aretha Franklin died, there were people who were suggesting maybe he should be someone who would sing at the funeral. But one of the people I follow on Twitter, and I, I met her and knew her back in the day when I was doing my blog, I, Awesomely Lovey, she tweeted, Someone suggested Tevin Campbell to sing at Aretha's tribute under what rock did they pull that name from And you know Very <laughs> innocent tweet by Lovey and she always kinda has a little edge to her tweets and, and to her book. She's a best selling author of I'm Judging You. But man, Twitter was not having it. And <laughs> I mean, for twenty four straight hours, they let Just her have let it. let her have I mean, it. They, I mean, even yes, Twitter is known to do. You know, um Missy Elliott weighed in. I mean, there were some big time names that weighed She's in serious hot on fire. This. And uh and and the crazy part was, you know, Tevin Campbell was trending and people were talking about how they remembered his music, how much it meant to them, and then he even started getting into the point that Ava, Ava DuVernay said she is going to write him in an episode of Queen Sugar. So, <laughs> if you didn't see it, I mean, there were, there have been plenty of articles written uh, about this Tevin Campbell phenomenon that happened over the weekend, but I was all about it, and um, it took up a lot Well,
0: of hopefully time. he
1: made some money over the weekend I selling been, some I, songs. I, I, I'm pretty sure that there were a lot of downloads. I know I was listening <laughs> streaming on Spotify, you know, to Tomorrow, bring a better you, better me. I mean, round and round. I mean, there were a lot of you know nostalgic moments listening to Tevin this weekend.
0: Well, speaking of going around and round, that is a segue. That is a pivot point. (laughs) Yes, a good segue into our guest today. I'm really excited. This is a big project for Dallas that that you've been working on, Sean. Tell us a little bit about who we're going to meet be with today.
1: So we are going to meet with David Taggart. He is project manager for the Odyssey, and the Odyssey is an observation. Wheel that's going to that is proposed to be built in the Cedars neighborhood down near the Trinity River, and you know some people say, "Oh, we we got a Ferris wheel in Fair Park, so why do we need a, another one?" Well, th- this is an observation wheel in the mindset of the the London Eye or the High Roller in Las Vegas, a place that we we more, visited, more my speed. Yeah, place that we visit, yeah. and it is an observation wheel, which is a much more immersive experience. It's, it's larger; it'll be you know proposed to be twice the size at least of the Texas Star in Fair Park. And for a, a rider, you're not just going around, but there will be a, a multi-dimensional experience that David will describe later much better than I can. But, you know, it will take the rider basically on a trip where they can see historical images and things like that. So not only that, but there's going to be a, a huge destination component as it relates to to restaurants and dining.
0: Yeah. And I can tell you, my sister lives in Vegas. And so I remember before the high roller wheel was there. There it was it was kind of a tough area. Of the strip it was Imperial Palace and it was getting a little run down. It was kind of a tougher area. And man, that thing goes in and there's bowling, huge bowling alley, concert hall, really cool stuff, a lot of great shopping, restaurants. I mean, it's it's breathed new life into that that area of the strip. And as you pointed out earlier, you don't really even know it's there until you get on the thing. I yeah, mean, if it, you're it's, street it's level
1: in Vegas, it's really hard unless you're at the right angle to even see it. Now, if you're staying, I got some pictures that I might be able to share uh, from Vegas, uh, <laughs> from the share file, that uh, when, when we were standing at the Cosmopolitan, where you had a great view mm-hmm. um, of the strip with the wheel there in the background, but there are other parts of the strip that, you know, you don't know it's there. You come around the corner and there it is. You know, again, this one is also probably, you know, twice the size of, of our Ferris wheel here in town. So uh-huh. it's, it's going to be a great addition to our city. Uh, and it's been a fun project to work on. And we're just looking forward to to we hope the city will will want this to be, yeah. be part of our community. I know as a resident, which is right down the street in North Oak Cliff, that would be a, a great addition for
0: us. Yeah, absolutely, and and not not only the addition to the skyline will be really cool, you know, symbolic addition to the to the skyline, but on the ground level, I mean, this thing's gonna throw off a lot of economic development, restaurants, uh, shopping, which that part
1: of town could really use, Sean. So well for for me, you know, the Omni is is a great hotel. You know, people come from out of town to stay there. But for me as a resident, you know, I'm down there watching football games, basketball games. I've watched a number of AM games there. I watched Cowboys games. I think I was talking to you about going on a weekend back in the day when Peyton Manning V Tom Brady and you could barely get in there. Yeah, You know, and these are people who live in Dallas. If you want to get a a steak or if you want to go to a a restaurant, you know, the Omni has places that you can go do that, which are close if you live where I live. And, you know, in the same neighborhood, if I want to go to a movie, I go to Alamo Draft House right Right. there. And so this the options that would be there on site would really be good for folks um, who live in the part of town that I I live in. And I'm really excited about it. Well, let's jump right in with David
0: after this break. Constructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, thanks for stopping by. Remember when we wowed you with the code WOWFRESH and saved you $10 on your Walmart online grocery pickup order? Well, get ready to be blown away three times over. Hey friends, it's your old pal RT here, and Walmart has given us a new code that will save you 10% off two-day shipping items, not once, not twice but three times. That's right, with the code TRIPLE10. You can save 10% off any order of $35 or more made through the Walmart app or walmart.com. And guess what? You can use code TRIPLE10 on up to three orders, three times the savings. Here's how it works. Place an order of $35 or more with your Walmart app or on walmart.com. Make sure your order includes at least one two-day shipping item. Use promo code TRIPLE10 when you check out and boom, 10% 10% off your order, three times in a row. It's a triple play with Walmart, so use code TRIPLE10, that's triple L E one zero today on the Walmart app or Walmart.com.
1: Welcome back to Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are excited to speak with one of our clients, a client that I have worked with quite a bit over the last few months. We are talking with David Taggart. He is director and project manager of the Odyssey, the observation wheel that is headed our way here in Dallas. So David, first off, thanks for joining us today.
2: Well, Sean, thanks for having me here. Excited to be here.
1: So the Odyssey is an observation wheel, and we'll talk a little bit more about exactly what that means. But can you just talk about how the vision for the Odyssey to come to Dallas even came about?
2: Yeah. First of all, observation wheels have have kind of been around for the last 18, 19 years. Observation wheels, as distinguished from Ferris wheels, started really with the building of the London Eye back in the millennium, 2000. Since then, a number of other cities and developers have constructed these what we call observation wheels. Observation wheels tend to range in height from about 300 to 600. Now, some are pushing 700 feet um, uh, in, in diameter. This observation wheel came to us really through another group out of San Antonio. They first were looking at San Antonio as a location for a, an observation wheel in Texas. San Antonio actually did not work simply due to the fact that in San Antonio, no one can cast a shadow on the Alamo. So no matter where you put something of any height, it, at some time during the year, it's going to cast yeah. a shadow on the mm-hmm. Alamo. So that eliminated San Antonio. We went to Houston. Houston, we just couldn't find kind of a center of gravity, and we couldn't find the right location that we thought would be a great center point. So we came to Dallas, and we actually found some land a couple of years ago. It was just off of the the Central Business District corridor. That land did not work out. And about two years ago, we started discussions with Matthew Southwest and that group and found a a great piece of of property, a great piece of land that's just southwest of the Cedars. So that's how we ended up here, and we're very excited about where we are. It's, It's a great location. With these projects, location's everything, and, and we think we landed on just a super location.
0: David, uh, uh, yeah, the location looks great. That's a really up-and-coming neighborhood. It's a, it's a cool part of town. I've gone down there, hung out a little bit. It's really cool. Tell tell me, though, how does this compare to the Texas Star, which is over at Fair Park? That's that's the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Tell me how it compares to the, the Odyssey.
2: Well, the, the Texas Star is, is a Ferris wheel, and Ferris wheels end up... For the most part, being a part of, as is the Texas Star, a part of a state fairground or an amusement park. They tend to be smaller in size. The capsules or the gondolas are not climate controlled. In the case of of the Texas Star, I believe that operates only when the the Texas State Fair is is in operation. So it's a much different experience. An observation wheel is, is what it sounds like. It's it's a destination in and of itself. The capsules are climate controlled. In our case, we're going to have a lot of content going through the capsules, going through the terminals. We're going to tell a story. So it's just a much different experience. But but in, in our case, the, the wheel itself, the observation wheel, becomes the destination rather than cool. us just being a part of a fair, a part of an amusement park.
1: David, I want to go back and talk a little bit more about the location of the Odyssey you know, I think about it because when I was working more with the city, there was a maritime museum that was planned for that piece of land. But it's down on Riverfront. It's near Corinth. You know, a lot of folks know that the high speed rail is going in ar- around that area. So can you talk about the location where you guys are going to be coming out?
2: Yeah. Like I said, you know, the, the, the two driving kind of success factors in, in these things well a number of driving success factors. Number one is the city. And, and I failed to mention the fact that we think that, C- that Dallas is going to make this a huge success. And then the location. The location we're very excited about because of what you just stated. The plans for the high-speed rail to come into that northwest corner of the 60-acre track of land. All the development, kind of the transit development that's going to come in around the high-speed rail. Of course, we've got plans for the Dallas Water Gardens, mm-hmm. which is going to yep. surround our property. And that's going to kind of surround the property from the, our border to the Trinity River. And then, of course, we're very excited to see what's going on with the Trinity River corridor itself and all the all the development that's going on down there, the landscaping and, and, and the creation of a much more kind of habitable, user-friendly color corridor right now.
0: So what's the time frame on when we'll be able to take our first ride on the Odyssey?
2: well right now we're in the middle of, of approvals with entitlements with the city we expect to get through that by mid-september if we can if that happens then we've got about another six months of planning and then by the end of March of 2019 we get into our design build phase and that's a 39 month phase so we're looking at at, at 2022 for opening okay. sometime in the summer 2022. These things never go off perfectly. They're all one-offs. There's no template in how to, to yeah. design, engineer, and build these things, but but that's what we're aiming for.
1: Very cool. We are with David Taggart, director and project manager of The Odyssey. And one of the other good things about where you guys are, are going to be located is the Trinity River and the fact that you guys have really become a natural gateway for folks who want to access the river down a little bit further towards the south. So, is that part of the planning also as far as how you will be interacting with the river?
2: Well, absolutely. First of all, it's very exciting to see everything that is being planned for that Trinity River corridor. Overall, you see a planned for or, or Verbi's around this being a 600 acre green space, urban green space, which is just unheard of in, in, in mm-hmm. the United States um and then um uh with the Trinity River Conservancy's plans of of kind of revitalizing the corridor that makes that entire area much more exciting, much more accessible, much more user-friendly. We do want to become an access point, kind of a gateway to the Trinity, providing people access to the Trinity through our site, and vice versa. As people enjoy the Trinity and make their way up towards our site, um, they can access the cedars and and other parts of the city. So it's really all about connectivity, and I think that's something that that, that we've aligned with the city of Dallas on, is is how do we create greater
1: access? connectivity well this is deconstructing dallas sean williams ryan trimble when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about the experience on the wheel itself we'll talk a little bit more about the experience uh, that you all are going to be creating around the wheel so stick with us Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
2: Texas A&M has a new on-campus, full-service, world-class hotel and conference center. The Doug Pickcock 49 Texas A&M Hotel and Conference Center and guest room options are still available. Your tax-deductible donation to the hotel comes with a guest room option that gives donors exclusive reduced room rates for all home game weekends. A dedicated concierge to help with reservations and trip planning and access to valet parking. Lock in your donation and room today by calling 979-429-2153 or go to TAMUHCC dot com.
1: We are back deconstructing Dallas. Strong Williams, Ryan Trimble. We are with David Taggart. He is project manager and director of the Odyssey Observation Wheel, headed to the Cedars West neighborhood of Dallas. 2022, right? 2022. So um, talk about the experience on the capsule. I know it's been described as a multimedia, multi-sensory journey, but you know, what does that mean uh, for someone who's going to be getting on to ride the Odyssey?
2: Well, words are hard to create images with, but... Most observation wheels, you get in the capsule and you're, you're just looking at the views. Mm-hmm. You're looking at what's outside the capsule. Right. In our case, we've got great views. We've got the CBD. We've got um, the Sister business district, district. We've got the, the, the Southerly views. But we're going to layer into the experience some some media, some content, and, and try to tell a story in, in that half an hour voyage that the people are gonna be on. Whether it be a story about the origins of Dallas, We may talk some about Texas. Uh, It could be as the capsules come back down towards Earth. We can talk about the Trinity Corridor and urban green spaces and conservation. But but there will be a, a very unique and kind of dynamic story that's told in the capsules using imagery, video, sound, light. Um, and, and other other material.
1: And how long is the trip around the wheel?
2: It's approximately thirty minutes. We expect there. That's to a be long
1: ride. Two two rotations a
2: mi- yeah. uh, two rotations an hour. Okay. Yeah, it is okay. a bit of a long ride, but you know it'll go by fast.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds like fun. And then I guess, you know, not only is there the wheel, but then looking at the plans, there's a pre-flight experience, there's a, a post-flight experience. So you're not just like walking up, taking your 30-minute trip around the wheel and then leaving the property. I mean, you have a site where you have people that can come and stay for a little while.
2: Yeah, well, we really see the entire area, <clears throat> the, the seven acres we're on as, as an entertainment campus you're right. You're going to have a pre-flight area where, where there'll be some sort of uh, pre-flight activities, including ticketing and queuing and, and so forth. You're going to have a, a, some sort of pre-flight secondary attraction that we'll offer. You'll have the wheel ride itself. You'll have some sort of post-flight experience. And then at some place on, on the property, we're going to be building out destination restaurants uh, and, and other activities. And I mean,
1: I've advocated for Southern Dallas a long time and people who, you know, just move here don't always realize that that starts right at I-30. So back in the day, they would say nothing can happen south of I-30. And then, you know, you mentioned Matthew Southwest. You had the Sears building being converted to south side on Lamar. Now you have restaurants, you have Gillies, you have the Nilo. Uh, and this is a lot of this is furthering that vision. Uh, but you've got retail shopping that you all are planning to come to an area that really could use that Of boost,
2: yeah. We're we're looking at at, it, you know. We use the word retail loosely, it's I would say it's mostly going to be restaurant, food and beverage mm-hmm. experience. There'll be some retail woven into the, mm-hmm. to, to the experience. We'll have some sort of off-site meeting center, some sort of pop-up exhibition center. We'll have an entertainment venue, live entertainment venue. And there'll be a lot of other things that we offer there. But I would look at it as, a, a again, an, a kind of an entertainment campus, an entertainment center that will include retail, food, beverage, uh, bars, and everything else you can imagine.
1: Kurt, I'm assuming there'd be somewhere where I could buy a Odyssey refrigerator magnet because that is always important when I go Absolutely. The
2: all the refrigerator magnets you want will be available in our, in our retail okay. well,
1: I'm but, to that. but
2: but having said that, I think you brought up a good point where we our vision for what we do in terms of, of food and beverage and retail is not to create a Madame trousseau environment full of Chotsky's. It's really to create a great experience where people can come down enjoy the the wheel, go get a bite to eat or vice versa. Go get a bite to eat, enjoy our food and beverage, and then if if someone decides to, they can ride the wheel. We're going to be in a great location right in front of the water gardens with great views of downtown. Um, It's going to be a very unique, unique location.
1: I don't don't know if we specifically said in this podcast, but we're talking about in excess of 500 feet, right? Which would be?
2: The diameter is is, is 500 feet. Mm -hmm. The the wheel actually may be higher than that, depending on how far we lift it off the ground. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're talking about at least five, feet.
1: Which, for folks who may need a little bit more reference, isn't that like roughly around the size of Reunion Towers?
2: Yeah, we'll, well, depending on how far we come up off the ground, we'll come up to about as high as Reunion Tower. Mm-hmm. About as high and about as wide. So mm-hmm. you can return Union Tower sideways. Mm-hmm. And right. We'll be that
1: wide as well. And I get excited when I look at the images and we'll post to our social media sites on the Deconstructing Dallas Twitter feed, as well as the Deconstructing Dallas Facebook page. But it's going to really make an addition to a a world-renowned skyline already. It's going to make a beautiful addition where folks, especially driving in from the south and from the east, will have magnificent views and really throughout the city. But I just think about driving back from Waco or or Austin or somewhere and just seeing the the wheel kind of spinning along the back, with the backdrop of the rest of the skyline.
2: Yeah, a lot of thought's been given to what does the Dallas skyline look like? How do we integrate well into the Dallas skyline? You've got a lot of, of beautiful buildings at night that they're wonderfully lit up. We want to be a part of that. We want to accentuate that, not compete with that. So you've got all these great sort of architectural assets in, in the city of Dallas that, that, that we want to be a part of and then of course you've got some great architectural assets along the Trinity itself with the two bridges so we we see ourselves as being very much a part of this environment not competing with anything but yeah that's that's very much the idea
1: so what are the next steps for the Odyssey and uh, what are the ne- next steps that are necessary to, to move forward in the process
2: well we're going through our entitlement phase right now with the city we're hoping to kind of get through that by mid September and then after that we've got to finalize sort of who's going to design and build the wheel. We've got some great candidates, people who've done this before. Building these wheels are are quite complex. There's no sort of blueprint or design out there. Each and every wheel has got its own very unique design based on its own unique set of variables. So we've got to go through that phase and then we hope by Next spring, we're already into the design phase. And then hopefully by next September, October, you're going to see some dirt being pushed around on that site as we prepare the site for the building of the wheel.
1: Well, you talk about different wheels, and I'm familiar with the Las Vegas wheel, observation wheel. And by the way, I've been lobbying folks here to send me to the London Eye for a tour so I can make sure that we know exactly what we're getting into. I would settle for Vegas if they want to send me there.
2: I'll, I'll go talk to, to, to Mary about London for okay.
1: you. Well, that yeah. Let's let's talk to Mary about okay. that.
2: Okay, or you can do Dubai next year.
1: So, that, but I was gonna, you know, that that brings up the point is that there are these wheels are around the world, and we are kind of familiar with the ones that are here in the United States. But really, these are being pop, popularized throughout the world.
2: Yeah, you you you've seen them come up. It started in London, and then the next large observation wheel that went up was in Singapore. You saw a couple of other wheels pop up in Japan and in China, Australia. Then they've recently come to sort of the Western Hemisphere. The U.S., there's one being built in New York. You've got Vegas, you've got Orlando, and next, Dallas. What seems to be happening is that cities and developers are looking at these observation wheels instead of the observation towers that were Mm -hmm. built in the 70s and and, and 80s. It's just a different way of experiencing the city, experiencing content, Mm -hmm. and so I think that there's a slow migration towards building of these observation wheels.
1: Well, David, I know I can't wait. Ryan and I will be... Two of the first ones lined up to buy tickets to get our ride on the Texas Odyssey. So, you know, hopefully a couple years down the road, we can check back. But as things come up, obviously, we can continue the conversation here. But we're really looking forward to having the opportunity to actually ride the Odyssey.
2: Well, first of all, we are thrilled to be here in Dallas. And I have to say that one of the things that is going to make this project successful is the city of Dallas. This is a dynamic city. It has offers much more than, than, than we originally thought. And we just decided to be here in Dallas. And as you began to say a moment ago, sort of about this expansion towards the South, the good thing about us, and I grew up here in Dallas but and have come back this last year to work on this project, we really don't know geography. So the good thing mm-hmm. about not knowing geography is we built where it made sense and it happened to be South. Mm-hmm. So no, we're very excited and, and we're in the right place at
1: the right time. Well, David, we are very fortunate to have you here and working on this project ryan and i will come back for a final segment thanks again david for your time this is deconstructing dallas we will be right back back Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble, and a great conversation, fun conversation with David Taggart.
0: Yeah, that was great. And thank you again, David, for coming by. Look forward to seeing that project high in the sky. Yeah, it's exciting.
1: And I think, again, in the words of Tevin Campbell, round and round, I mean, I think, <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping to be the first person on. I'm down.
0: Well, we have some other exciting news, Sean, for our listeners. We have a happy hour coming up that we want to invite everybody
1: to. Yeah, and, and you know, you talk about the worldwide headquarters at each of our, in the opening for each one of our shows. And so I think for anyone who wondered what that is and what our studio looks like, our office is a wonderful place to come to work every day. And I think it, it definitely is something that folks should come and check out.
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Come have a cocktail Lounge in the Creative Lounge. You know, get your creative juices flowing. It, it'll be a really fun event. We're going to have some of our sponsors attend. I know some of the folks from Buck Brush are planning to come, and they may perhaps be showcasing their wares, and, hey, they may uh, put you into a new toothbrush. You just reminded
1: day. me it's time for me to change out my brush head on my that's, Buck Brush.
0: That's right. That's I appreciate right.
1: appreciate that. That's right. Well, we we are inviting all of the folks who are listening to visit us here at 3838 Avenue. Avenue here in Dallas. If you need the zip code, it is 75219. We are in suite 400. That is going to be on September 6th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Drop by, say hi to me and Ryan, get you an adult beverage while you're here, do a tour of our studio. And if you are able to make it down, uh, shoot us an email to let us know that you're coming. We'd love for you to RSVP to deconstructingdallas at gmail.com. Let us know who you're bringing with you and we'll make sure to be ready to greet you when you get here.
0: That's right. We're going to have former guests uh, and of course, you are our uh, our favorite people, our listeners. Don't know if my mom's coming out yet or
1: not, but hopefully she can make it. That would be great. I think my mom is going to be on kid duty kid for duty. me <laughs> so that I can make sure to be here on that Thursday. Yeah. She you know if she if she can make it, she will. That's right. But it'll be That's it'll right. be a fun time. Our owners will be here, the Alamedia team and crew, which this is an Alamedia production. We could not do that uh with this podcast without our team, so we'd love for you to come meet them also. And like Ryan said, though, we want to meet you. We want to meet the people who listen and who have left us a review on iTunes, which is very important and we are seeing more of you who are leaving reviews for us on iTunes who are leaving a rating for us on iTunes, so we appreciate that and we'd love to be able to say thank you if you drop by and see us at our happy hour.
0: That's right. Keep those five star reviews coming and we will keep the podcast gold coming.
1: Well, Ryan, we have another great show coming up with Park Board President Bobby Abtahi. So after we get done and a wrap on this show, we're Going to get working on that one so we look forward to bringing that to you we are deconstructing dallas we want to thank our owners mary woodleaf jennifer paschal for allowing us to do this this is an allen media production we want to thank c3 films who's helped us out with our editing and production and again we want to thank you our listeners who are making sure that we continue to climb the charts for ryan trimble this is sean williams deconstructing dallas adios